There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new bubbly bursts. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Look, man. Where? Oh, I see. Wow. Bowen, look over there. Wow, is that Ooh. culture? Oh, yes. My goodness. Oh, wow. Yeah. Las Culturistas. Ding dong. Las, Las Culturistas. I've never experienced Bowen more. The girls are worse for wear this morning. What happened to you just now? I coughed a really <laughs> deep, disgusting, from the pelvic floor cough. And that's what I've been dealing it with. It was really cuckoo. Do you have a cough? I have a cough. What is going on with cough culture? Yeah, I had a cough last week when we had to wake up and do the Today Show. Ooh. But the show must go on. <laughs> and then did you have any moment where the camera was on you and you were like, oh, I feel one coming. Oh, bingo. A hundred percent. Bingo. I felt like that almost the entire time. <laughs> I think that ultimately I kept it together, but it wasn't exactly how I wanted to do my first televised performance, but it sounded good. But Bowen was counting down from three, two, one to start the episode, and he was grimacing through a cough. And I just said, the girls are worse for wear right now. It must be December. Honey, write a song about that on the next album, if there is one. Yeah. Everyone around me sick as fuck tonight. Everyone around me sick as fuck tonight. As fuck tonight. You really are digging into those vowels. Sick as fuck tonight. Fuck tonight. This is something that people don't talk about. There is no Christmas song about how you're sick. People are usually ill because of the weather. There is now. Everyone around me sick as fuck tonight. That's really good, Bo. Where does this take place? Where does the song take place, you think? I always like asking this question. I think it takes place when I'm on stage talking to the audience. Oh, yeah. You're like, it's it's a read of the audience. I'm just like, you know, I've noticed something about this crowd. The energy is something else in here. And then I do a song about how I think it's like amazing to be surrounded by people during the holidays. But it's the chorus is, everyone around me sick as fuck tonight. I think that is a really innovative song. <laughs> Thank you. It's important work. But also another thing is like, 
I'm eating horrible right now. Are you eating oh, absolutely terrible right now like a trash can? I forced myself to order a salad yesterday because I was like, I have not eaten a vegetable in weeks. Isn't it funny too? Like you order a salad once and you want to give yourself the Nobel Prize. You're like, oh, wow, like great job. Like you did it. You're on the road to recovery, girl. Later on that night, it's bacon burger. Honey, I ordered from Wegmans a box of corn dogs of 32 corn dogs and they take one minute to heat up in the microwave and I have a delicious American delicacy in my mouth and belly. Why are you shaking? Why are you judging me so? No, uh, can I say it's not judgment. It's just as someone who knows you and your bowels. Oh, I know you wake up in some kind of form when you are after six and a half hours of sleeping and letting one minute microwave corn dogs rest inside you for the evening. You must wake up and absolutely be esteemed. Esteemed. I, not not esteemed, E-S-T-E-E-M-E-D. Esteemed, A-S-T-E-A-M-E-D. Esteemed. I don't know if that's a word, but let's... let's I've made it up today. Esteemed. No, I hope it is a word. I, I don't mean to shut you down. Your stomach was esteemed. Esteemed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. No. Oh. No. Oh, my God. Bowen. I mean, this is ridiculous. <laughs> Who did this? I don't know. I cannot trace it back. God, remember contact tracing? Ugh. Perish the Oh, my thought. God. How dare you? I think, you know who made you sick? Olivia Rodrigo. Olivia Rodrigo. She made you sick. I barely interacted with her. Well. Because you know why? I think she associates me with a bad moment. Why? Because I had to interview her for V Magazine a few years ago. Oh, right. And I think, I forgot what the blowback was, but like appropriately, the editors were like, can you ask her about what it means to be like an Asian pop star and like what it means to like be Filipina and like what it means to like little girls or something. And I think Mm. like this was back when it was like, everyone was just trying to like, this was right in the, in the middle of, of, like, the weirdness with the songs. Oh, 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 oh. And I think, like, I don't know. I'm sure, like, it was on her radar that, like, people were, like, mad that she, like, said that she was a role model. I think, like, people took that quote out of context. They were like, she's not a role model. She's barely even 18. Like, whatever. Like, people are so... Can I just say, people are just awful. <laughs> yeah, people can be very awful. Anyway... You're in my hometown right now. Girl. You know, I'm actually in the Cherry Creek Marriott that we recorded an episode one time. So this is not the first episode recorded from this Denver Cherry Creek. Oh, my God. Cherry Creek. Yes, honey. This is essentially like I'm like in the Homewood Suites right now. And it's lovely. I feel very on the road. Cormac McCarthy. Or no. Oh, no. No, no. Jack Kerouac. I'm sorry. Wait, we need to cut. Oh, damn. Oh, Bowen has revealed a little vulnerability there. He thought Jack Kerouac was Cormac McCarthy because these girls all look the same. Well, they don't look the same, but they have the same sort of sounds in their names. Let's not cut it, actually. I'm going to be vulnerable. (laughs) Choosing to be vulnerable. This is our esteemed episode. Esteemed. Now, would you say that Denver audiences are mile high they're breathing less oxygen and they're therefore like maybe a little bit more dazed maybe they're getting that mother god energy because they were in colorado too 
We will see. When I step on stage tonight, we're going to see just how high and um, unoxygenated they are. Um, I've had good shows so far. The only thing that does suck about being on the road is, like we were just saying, the esteeming of the stomachs. Like, yeah. it, Because whenever you go to a new city, it's always kind of just like, oh, where do we go that we have to go? You know what I mean? And that's typically a restaurant that's not like a healthy restaurant. You know what I mean? Or it's like if you're on the road going somewhere, you have to eat quickly. That's typically not like the healthiest food. So I'm right now trying to understand how to eat healthy and be healthy on the road because I wake up in the morning and my body feels esteemed. It feels so esteemed. Like, you know that I was two minutes late to this call because I was dealing with it. Yeah, you were dealing with it. Would you say you wake up in the morning feeling like P. Diddy in that? P. Shitty. P. Shitty in that you, your body's doing some terrible things to you. Oh, yeah. The way that P. Diddy's done oh, terrible yeah. things to women. Um, I went to IHOP last night. Slay. Tell all. We had a classic, like, late night IHOP. And then we all got into a discussion about what our favorite, not fast food, but you know what I'm saying? Like, like what would you call, like, that tier of restaurants? Like, Applebee's, Chili's. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, hometown joints. Yeah, what is that called? Hold on, let's... Chili's, Applebee's. Chains, I guess. Like, concept like ch- name. Casual dining. Casual dining, those chains. We all got into a, like, a little bit of a discussion about what our favorites are. I think that for me, it is Fridays. It is TGI Fridays. Oh, you're Fridays. I think because I just love the energy of Friday. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I think it's such a beautiful thing to put out in the world. Like, it's Friday. Like, when you tell people when you come here, it's always Friday. I think that's absolutely stunning. Yeah, I will say that I have an appreciation for Applebee's. And I did enjoy IHOP last night, which I think you do have to put in that category because while they are known as the International House of Pancakes, I have to say, if you look at their menu, there are treasures untold. How many wonders can one casual chain hold? Many. Does Village Inn mean anything to you? That means nothing to me. It is a huge deal in Colorado. And I think they still exist. But they are sort of slightly above, oh, I hope my IHOP friends don't hate me for saying this, but I think they're <gasps> a tier above IHOP. But not they're not too ostentatious, but they just, Ooh. the vibe is great. Village Inn is where you would go after the school play. I see. Yeah, that was Applebee's for us. It's where the drama kids would go. Um, I was always, mm. we were always a Village Inn house. And then our Chili's on Arapahoe and Parker in Centennial, Colorado, Aurora, Colorado, was, and people might know where this is, was perched on this, like, hill slash cliff at this huge intersection. And the way it was lit and the way the neon chili was sort of positioned made it seem like the most glamorous place in the world. Like, I think there was a time when Chili's was kind of like an aspirational place to go, not even for kids, but for like anyone of any age, creed or color. Anyone from any age, creed or color could be found at Chili's. And it was mostly a place for the teachers at my school to go get drunk. Absolutely. I saw so many of my teachers like from elementary school, middle school, high school, like when I would go there with friends, like I would look over at the bar and there would be teachers from my school getting drunk at the Applebee's or the Chili's. Like it would happen. And I would say, hey, doll. 
And they would say, now you know I'm off the clock, girl. And I would say, well, this is interesting to see you sort of out in the wild. And now to think about them getting drunk at a Chili's. Chilling. Oh, no, no, no. Maybe there's something comforting about Chili's in terms of an alcohol experience. They have like... They did have good margaritas, I was I just going to say, the margaritas are good. Wait, am I going to have to go to this famous Chili's that you described? No. Like, is it still there, you think? It's still there, but I think it's glory days are are behind it. I'm sure the people working mm-hmm. there are lovely. But there is a village in, in that same strip mall in Arapahoe and Parker. I mean, you still haven't gone to Casa Bonita, have you? No, I don't think so. If you didn't take us there, then we didn't go there. Okay, well, because it closed during COVID, but then Trey Parker and Matt Stone of South Park and Book of Mormon fame, who grew up in Colorado, in Evergreen. Yeah, Colorado royalty. Spent, I think they did a whole write-up on it, I think in the Times or some magazine. They spent like 10 to $15 million renovating it, making the food good making the cliff divers safer. Like it is a cultural landmark in not only Colorado, but I think in America, it is a hugely oh important gosh. place. But back in the day, you would go ironically because you would go for your birthday if you were a kid or you would go ironically if you were like stoned in the 10th grade because the food was rancid, disgusting mm. because there was no ventilation in the kitchen. And you would go to like, you know, watch a hot guy like with an eight pack, like, dive off a cliff into shallow water like it's a miracle no one died but it is such a wondrous place and trey parker and matt stone really like it's a beautiful passion project that they were just like we love this place so much what it means to our childhoods and the childhoods of many coloradans that like let's just do it Mm -hmm. i think it's open now and you should go if you have time honestly i'm compelled to go and i'm also compelled to ask you what would our restaurant experience (gasps) be Oh my what would God. our curated restaurant experience be? What would it be called? What would it taste like? What would it feel like? So for oh my example, God. if Fridays, if TGA Fridays gives you the feeling of it's always Friday, uh-huh. what does Matt and Bowen's restaurant give? We have to start thinking about this. I think there's slides. I think there's slides. I'm, I'm saying right now, I think there's adult slides. Well, that's so interesting because here's where I'm starting. My brainstorm okay. is... What is the slogan? Is like it, Applebee's has eaten good in the neighborhood. Um, yeah. You know, Olive Garden is when you're here, your family. I think ours is slay with your friends. Slay with your friends. <laughs> I think this is this is this is really good. So basically, this is how I picture it. You have to because it's in New York City. You have to take an elevator. It's to an, get it to, has to be in New York. I think this is a chain. No, yeah, but it starts in New York. Okay, this is okay. the this is the first location. So it's in Times Square, New York, which is one of the most famous best spots for restaurants of this kind. So you get in the elevator and you go up to like the 10th floor. And when you get out, there's the most gorgeous hostesses and it's titty forward. Uh-huh. And but everyone's like, so it's it's like Hooters, but but not not quite as heavy. It's not tacky. It's it's more just like, come on. Like everyone gets you there. The hostesses say, no matter what, they say, girl, we have a table for you. Yes. Like we have a table for you. Like there's always a table for you. That's one of the secondary slogans. Uh-huh. There's always a table for you. Yes. Slay with your friends is like the top one. And then at the bottom of the menu, it says in quotes, there's always, always a, table a table for, for you. you. That's so nice. So then you have to slide down from the 10th floor. There's slides. You slide down to the fifth floor, which is where the restaurant is. Oh, I love that. So you slide down. Is you that get 88 out, you compliant? You dust yourself off. 
Oh, well, there's a separate entrance for those yeah. who can't have that experience. Okay, and okay. we we do something fun for them. Too. Yeah. Like yeah. anyone that's that cannot has access difficulties. Yeah, that needs a separate entrance. We will have a different experience for you. It will be horror. It will be scare actors jumping out while you go down a hallway. But that's just, you know, you still have an experience. Wow. What's it called? The restaurant? The Chiefs. It's called The Chiefs? It's called The Chiefs. Um, Kansas City Chiefs. Well, that's already kind no. of a it's already kind of a loaded a problem. It's, it's it's already kind of not a great <laughs> it name. Should, it should not be Chiefs, huh? <laughs> it should be. Let's see. I'm sorry. To, I, I don't mean to shoot down your idea. I'm naming our restaurant <laughs> the Chiefs. The Chiefs. It Girl. was what first came into my head. Okay. What if it's called Chefs? Chefs. That's no, what I was getting at. That's, no, I, I was starting to say chiefs, but I meant to say chefs. It should be meaningful to us. Like we're like, <laughs> like I think we it love be, chefs. No, I think it should be called. I think it should be world called, restaurant. World restaurant. <laughs> I think it should be called. No, this is what I think it should be called. The tree. <laughs> the tree. Oh my god! I love that. I love the tree. And you climb the tree, and then you have to like take a slide down into the tree canopy. Into the tree, into the canopy, and then like everyone's got big tits, and yeah, the bloodies are so good, and they're so good, and you can drink three of them. That's actually the tagline. You're gonna want three of these. You're gonna want three of these. Ooh, no, the tagline's gonna be, "Ooh, you like this? You're gonna have three of these." You like this. You're going to have three of these. Mm, I like this. That, and that's what we have to tell all of our waiters to say to everyone when they come in. Like, that's a great choice. You're going to have three of those. That is so amazing. Yeah, it's so amazing. And I also think that, you know, all the servers should be people who are escaping Scientology. <gasps> the tree. We have to give them a soft place to land. Totally. People escaping Scientology. Let's see. People who... Used to be Times Square Elmos and Elsas. Yes, yes. I think give them a better working condition. Yeah, totally. Well, we pay so much. We pay a huge salary to all of our servers. Yes. The training takes what? Like two years, I think. It's a two-year training uh-huh. just to make sure that they're the kind of person who can really take an order because we don't allow them to write the orders down. No. We don't like that. I think a true test of a waiter is you have to remember every detail of an order. You wrote stuff down. Oh, every time. But <laughs> I'm that's here's the thing. I'm not. You're not working at Tree. I'm not actually applying for a job here. I'm the boss. I'm not working at Tree. I'm just the manager. Oh my god! I think there's a giant painted <laughs> portrait of Tree Payne. Yeah. By the bathroom. Yeah. And she is like an honorary manager because who's better at managing anything in oh, this industry? You she know is I mean? the, one of the best music managers of all time. What do you think the traction is on the Amy Adams Tree Pain biopic that we pitched? Because I feel like people got excited about it and then I didn't see John August start writing it. Well, that's you should take that up with John. But I think Hunter Harris really, I think she felt... I feel like Hunter was very supportive. And again, this was her idea. She was the one who originally in her Substack. Or on her Twitter, we went over this. She was the one who pitched Amy Adams as the... Tr- no, she didn't. Yes, she did, Queen. She says what? she said for <laughs> years now really? that Amy Adams is winning her Oscar for the Tree Pain biopic. I literally said <laughs> this. so funny. 
I didn't even realize that she said that. I thought that's something that we came up with. No, but you pitched. Oh, I pitched the the, the storyline, the Zero Dark Thirty sort of like yeah, yeah, yeah. The the Kim Kanye <laughs> call, but I have an alternate casting option, not to step on you and Hunter. I do want to give all the credit to Hunter, by the way. No, no, no. I, I wasn't accusing you of not giving Hunter the credit. Um, I looked at a picture of Tree recently. And of course, uh-huh. the red hair, you think Amy Adams, <laughs> but in terms of the face and the beauty and the severity of that face. Uh-huh. Ready? Ready? Yeah. Sarah Paulson in a red wig. I think it could work. Okay, you're not as into it as I thought you would be. Can I say? Look up a photo of her now. They're this, they have the same face. I mean, I would agree no, that Matt, they probably look, this look, look the same. Look it up. All right. I'm looking. Looking at a picture of tree pain. I guess what I'm saying is like... Sarah Paulson. Yeah, yeah. Certainly they do favor. They do favor. They favor? They favor each other. It's tree pain and Sarah Paulson, they favor. Okay, okay. You've never heard this expression? Not in a while. You really do favor. You oh, really yeah. Do favor. I, yes, I do. I, yes, I know that, that expression. But I will say, I feel... And I'm just going to come out and say this. Sarah Paulson has been so booked and busy that I'm not dying to see her do tree pain. Yeah. Like, I feel like Sarah Paulson is always in 18 projects a year. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I want Amy. I want this for Amy. Bad. Okay. Because the whole point is like, we need to get Amy her Oscar and Tree Payne's story told. I think that Sarah Paulson could do an amazing job telling the story. But in a world where this is real and it's absolutely not, and we should reinforce that it's not, I'm sorry, but I can't leave my girl Amy behind. Okay. Okay. That's fair. She needs a win. Yeah, absolutely. Because meanwhile, you got the younger girls potentially raking in a second Oscar this year. Oh, honey. When it comes to travel, we all have that happy place. Whether it's the beach, ski slopes, couples getaway, or even a visit to that best friend you haven't seen in way too long, Matt. And Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price so you never have to miss a trip. Now, we all know we love to vacation together. We have various happy places. We love to go to Orlando, Florida. We love to go to Las Vegas, Nevada. We love to go to a beach anywhere. We love to go to Europe. But when we have truly traveled the world globally and domestically. My happy place is with my sister and any of those locations he just listed. And now, thanks to Priceline's VIP family feature, you can go to your happy place more often while earning deals up to five times faster with a group. When one person from the squad travels, everyone gets more deals, and you can even choose your own crew. It doesn't have to be your actual family. It could be your neighbor, your roommate, your mailman, anyone. The more you travel, the more you save. For me, I'm choosing Matt Rogers. I'm choosing producer Becca. Yes. We're all going together, the Lost Cult family. So download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy place with Priceline. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey. 
Try new bubbly burst. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand, temp to hire, part time, or full time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a job's got a worker for that. With their easy to use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. Visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Did you see the Golden Globe nominations? I did. I did. I thought there was many good things about it. Well, this is sort of the meta commentary is that everyone's like, oh, this is all very respectful. Like there are no like Mm. back in the day it would be like the fun thing was to be like, oh, my God, the Golden Globes are so fucking stupid. I can't believe they nominated this, you know, and now it's like, oh, well, because the HFPA doesn't exist because they were always a joke. This nominating body is like actually has some taste and isn't jockeying for like shoulder rubbing with like actors. Did you see the one category I think is so dumb though is like best cinematic box office achievement. Taylor Swift. And it's like well she was nominated but like it's just such a silly category because it's like okay so there's five nominees but you're gonna give it to the one that made, made the, the most, most money, money. Right? Like, I know. Yeah so Barbie's gonna win. It's not like there's like a nail biter if like John Wick 4 is gonna beat Barbie. It's just right. so- stupid it's like if you want to award the thing that gave the most money be like and this year we're giving a special honorary golden globe to two or three movies who broke through and made a lot of money like if that's what we're saying then just do it they're also doing a stand-up award now yes yes (laughs) they nominated all the greats from the last two months of social commentary all the greats are there (laughs) <laughs> Everyone who had the best things to say over the past couple of years is nominated for the Golden Globe for stand-up. Everyone whose commentary was desperately needed. I'm sure I'll watch. But the Golden Globes, I feel like they have such... They're still clawing their way out of the pits. You know? Yeah. Like, they've really befallen... Tragedy has befallen them over the last several years. I think we'll definitely watch. Uh huh. I mean, I think we'll be there. I think it's our jobs to watch. You know what I mean? I think we are the culturistas, Bo. I think if we don't watch the Golden Globes, who's watching? Oh, yes. Absolutely. If our millennial asses who bought into the glitz and glamour of the HFPA as children, and we did. Totally. Completely did. And then we have to watch. Speaking of having to watch, I think you guys have to watch. Matt and I very briefly appear at Andy and Anderson's CNN New Year's Eve oh. bash. We'll be yeah. briefly appearing and talking to our guys, Andy and Anderson. I've never met Anderson. He's lovely. I'm certain of that. That's true. I mean, like, he's such a such a mensch. Um, yes. He is the North Star gay guy <laughs> for my parents. He was like, well, you know, Anderson has a baby and you can too. And I go, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Do they say that? Yeah. Oh, they say that all the time. And then, like, you know, Anderson... I think they call him Cooper sometimes. They go, Cooper has owns a home and you should too. And I'm like, uh-huh. He has Cooper a, owns a home. Cooper has a firehouse. Yeah, he sure does. Does he still live there? 
Remember that was like the big like I, West Village. Yeah, like, thing. when he was like the Bachelor of New York. I remember like the stories about Anderson Cooper like being spotted leaving David Barton gym. Oh, what like, an era! This was like true NYU culture was like of the time, like we're like 2008 to 2012. Like everyone would be talking in Tish about like, oh, did you see Anderson Cooper was leaving David Barton's gym? Right over the Astor Cuts, right a haircutter place where I still go. I still roll the dice uh, every single time. I don't have an ordinary person there that cuts my hair. I just go roll the dice at Astor Cuts and I leave with a fabulous haircut every single time. What's the price now? Like still twenty dollars or something? Oh, it's something reasonable. You know what I mean? Like I love that place. It feels like a neighborhood spot, even though it's probably so expensive, the rent. You know what I mean? Like that's like in the heart of Astro Place. Remember when they they were going to maybe close during COVID? Oh, yeah. That was devastating. So devastating. devastating. You know what's still there, too? The soup and burger. Oh, cozy Cozy soup soup and and burger. burger. That is a classic. That's a classic spot. We were driving down St. Mark's. Like and through Astro Place on Saturday night with Sudi and Mo, and I was like, I can't believe this was my neighborhood. Like I used yeah. to like this was every day for me was walking down St. Mark's onto campus, yep. quote unquote, like staying boped for like twelve hours and then going straight home. I I was I did not really do much in college besides go to like our little comedy parties, and that was it. Like I didn't really like socialize outside of comedy kids. Yeah, I get that. I mean, like, I always feel like looking back, all of our friends were the straight comedy kids, which I think is great. But like, I didn't have any like gay friends. Like it was like you and me. Uh And then we would always do like, you know, sketch and improv parties. And then we didn't really have like, we didn't go out to like gay bars. You know what I mean? We didn't do that. No, it was you, me, Colin Cordopassi, who has now moved to New York. Oh, and really? yeah, and that was it. We were like the little gay crew, but but maybe you did some more gay stuff. Did no. you ever go to um, Splash? Was that place? Yeah, Splash. Did you I ever never, go to Splash? I never set foot in Splash. People are so like all like the age twinks of that time are like oh, yes Splash. of our generation. Yeah, yeah. It's like this storied place. And so basically, for everyone listening doesn't know what Splash is, it was like sort of like the gay bar where you could absolutely be 18 and get in and uh, like drink and carry on. And like, God, who knows what went down there? But like, it was definitely like the underage gay nightclub in New York. And for some reason, they got away with that for a really long time. I know. Even though like word on the street was that like Uh-oh. it was every underage person. Um, But I had a couple pre-med gays that I would like go out with the first gay bar i ever went to was urge which was in the east village it's no longer there and (laughs) it blew my mind i I thought every gay bar had go-go dancers um Mm -hmm. and did that took some danger box kids there one i think i took nick packard there and mike spence there and like spencer novick there and like all those boys those straight boys you were hoping they'd feel the urge no 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 i was just they were just like let's go outside i was like let's go to a gay bar and they're like okay and then I think, yeah, I was like 21, freshly 21 and went to The Cock, which still mm. exists. But back then it was like a little bit dicier, even dicier than it is now. And like within five minutes of walking in, some complete stranger freakazoid like stuck his tongue down my throat. And I was like, we got to go. Like it was New York was... Even back then, even when people said that it died then, I'm like, no, like, 
that's its own legend. Everything calcifies into its own little legend. Yeah. In time. You know? I think my first gay bar was Phoenix. Oh, Phoenix is solid. Yeah, Phoenix was... I mean, Phoenix is still there, right? Yeah, Phoenix the is still there. The only one that we've lost that I'm like really, really hurts my soul is Boiler Room. I know. Boiler Room being gone is, is it feels like a tragedy. No, I know. And did you know that like the duplex upstairs cabaret space is also no more? What? Yeah, I know. Like that's where I started. Have you heard of Christmas? Like that's where I started yes. performing it. Like we saw so many shows there. Like Gay Show for All gay People. For all Josh people. and Aaron Jackson was started there. That's where I bombed the hardest there with Grey's Anatomy Improv. That's where we bombed the hardest there. And we bombed the hardest there. Cola Scola would do their shows there. Oh wow, that's so sad. Yep. Oh yeah. Now they don't do shows there anymore, I guess, since the pandemic. It's just Ugh, it's like so, and like to hear about like those certain places being endangered that really hurts yeah that really hurts and i i was just in austin and rainy street is just gone what like rainy street like it's not what it used to be like yeah. it used to be just like a run of like cool bars and like really 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 like it was just so unique to that city yeah. and like i don't know people from austin know but like now it's like a lot of condos it's a lot of hotels right. by the way i did watch um the last episode of potomac i just caught up on potomac on the plane just because and they went to austin right. and they stayed in the hotel that i stayed in last year when i was doing my Christmas store, which is right on Rainy Street. Uh-huh. And the whole bit of the Potomac episode was, wow, there's so much construction around right. here. And it's because like there's so much construction in that area that used to be so cool. It's like all getting like condo fied. Like Austin is Austin stay weird, more like Austin getting corporate. Austin getting Silicon Valley. It was not my favorite thing to see. I hate to see it. Well, Ken Harry's must still be there. No, I don't think so. Really? Well, it's not in LA anymore. Like that was no, 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 but, no, but, but the, the, there's one in Austin. The original. Okay, yeah. I have to verify that. I don't know, but definitely the one in LA is gone, which also stung. Yeah, totally. Oh, did you ever go to Eastern Block? Because speaking of Andy and Anderson, that was the first time I saw them in person. And Sam Taggart and I went when we were like 23, and we were so starstruck. Didn't you reach out for Andy's hand? Yeah, and then like, oh my god, that's so <laughs> embarrassing. I reached out for Andy's hand. I had never been that close to a famous person and before, he, and he touched it back. He touched it back and like stroked my arm, but like didn't see who who was touching him. He just <laughs> kind of like, ooh, whoever's touching me. <laughs> that was our first little spark. You're not the only one who has chemistry with him. <laughs> I'm dying. You have to tell him that. I think I did. I think I think he knows. We should tell him that when we are on with them on CNN and be like, excuse me, gentlemen. In front of millions of people. Yeah. Be like, hey, last time I saw you guys together was at Eastern Block. I grazed you. Wow. I was actually just at Club Coming, which used to be Eastern Block. I performed at Club Coming for the first time in years because Alan was having like a charity show and I will go wherever Alan tells me to go. And I'll say this. I asked Alan Cumming. I was going to ask. Yes. What did he say? I was like... How did it go, Trader Season 2? And he said, it's a better season this year than last year. Wow. Of course, because it's all it's all reality people. Yeah, he said that because it was all reality people, it was way better. He said he had a blast doing it. Of he like course. lit up when I asked him about it. He told me a little bit of tea, nothing too crazy, but like he told you me... You always a- like the tea. No, no, no. He, he literally didn't even say any names or anything. He was just like... He just gave a sense of like... 
what kind of personalities were there. And I was uh-huh. like, well, I've known, I know the cast. He was like, you're not going to be disappointed. You know what I mean? Like he seemed like wow. it's going to be really good. If Larsa Pippen takes it all home, takes I will it. scream. I hope that Parvati wins. That feels like too obvious though. And I feel like the players would know So that. did Suri. Suri winning also felt too obvious. Not necessarily. Well, I mean, I think, it, I think it would be too obvious if Parvati was a traitor. That's what I'll say. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want one of the housewives to be a traitor bad. Oh, I would love for a housewife to be a traitor. If Parvati was a faithful and won, that would be amazing. I would like to see Phaedra be a traitor. She would be an amazing traitor. That is a calculated person. <laughs> Calculating a person. We know this. I'm not, I'm not saying anything we don't know. She does the calculations. Apparently, Married to Medicine is good this year. Phaedra's on it. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time, or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With their easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. Visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Well, spring is in full bloom. Are your finances blooming too? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa credit card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. And if your credit scores grow, so could your opportunities for lower rates on loans, like for a car or a home. You know what I love about the Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card? What? There are no annual fees, interest, or credit checks to apply. Yes! You can use it everywhere Visa credit cards are accepted. Take back your finances. Build credit using your own money. Yeah. Did you know that with Chime Credit Builder that you can get paid up to two days early with direct deposit? I did. You can also overdraft up to $200 without fees with SpotMe when you set up a qualifying direct deposit. Just set up a qualifying direct deposit, sign up for SpotMe, and Chime will spot you up to your limit when you make a credit card purchase or cash withdrawal that exceeds your balance. With Chime's secure credit card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com forward slash culturistas. That's chime.com forward slash culturistas. Chime. Feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by the Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Out of network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com slash disclosures for details. I don't know. I do have to say I watched Potomac. I watched these last two episodes just to catch up. You haven't watched them, right? 
No, but the Vulture Recapper, I think, said that this week's episode was decent. It was the best of the season. Maybe not. Yeah, I think it probably was. You know, it ends with Robin breaking down in the van, being like, oh, she was like trying to make me a villain. Trying to make me a villain. I do nothing to you. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that's happening. It's still a little weird with the Wendy Neca stuff, but one thing I'll say is, you know, who's come from behind is Mia Thornton. No the legendary Mia Thornton is now the star of the show. She's now the star of the show. She's Center Diamond, <laughs> whatever they hold. They hold a champagne flute. <laughs> Is she really in the center? No. Oh, but you're just like, saying. God, this is how bad I am. I'm classless. I'm below the dirt with these women because I commented on the reel of Mia in front of the Watch What Happens live step and repeat on my public account. I said flop. And like, I'm like openly like cyberbullying these strangers. But like the comments on that, on the rest of that reel were much worse than what I was saying. Like the internet, we do not like this woman. I don't think she can come from behind anywhere, from any angle, any which way. I honestly, you know what's weird is that, like, I know that that's true. Like, I know that, like, Mia is Mia. Like, that's why I call her the legendary Mia Thornton, is because <laughs> I would describe her as not legendary. But this all being said, like, she is the one probably with the most compelling thing going on, which is like, I guess her Being and Jordan. In a also, house. I don't know. I'm literally yawning as I'm even saying this. Like, the show is not the good. Show it's is boring. Bad. It's it's not good. And you know what's funny? Like, I actually experimented with art this weekend. I went to see The Boy and the Heron. Oh in my IMAX. god! I, what did you think? I said, I'm leaving Potomac behind. I'm going to see Miyazaki. See art. Oh my god. The legendary Miyazaki. Yeah. It's actually Roller Culture number eight. Mia, Mia Thornton, Thornton, more, more like, like the, the legendary, legendary Mia Zaki. Period. That's Roller Culture number 88. Yes. But I saw it. It was stunning. I mean, the animation is absolutely wild. Timeless. Like, once it really comes to life and like, it's almost like I can't really explain the plot because it's not really the point. No, it's never the point. <laughs> like I, I left it and I had taken like a 25 milligram edible too and I'm watching it and I'm just like, <gasps> like absorbing yeah, all oh, of this. Perfect. And then afterwards I was like, I have to read a smart think piece on this. Let me tell you. Or you don't even really need to. That's the thing with Miyazaki films is that like you watch them and it's whatever you felt during the viewing experience. It's not about plot. It's not about, I hate to say this, but it really is just about vibes. And I hate that I'm using that word, like reducing this genius, one of the best animated film, the, the best animated filmmaker of all time to vibes. <laughs> to the word vibes. To the word vibes. <laughs> but Miyazaki is vibes. Mi- Still a culture number 14. Miyazaki, Miyazaki is, is vibes. vibes. I'm so excited to see it. It premiered at TIFF when me, Aaron, and Josh were there and we wanted to see it so badly, but we never got around to it. But um, oh my God, have you ever seen Kiki's Delivery Service in the English dub? No. The girl who plays Kiki, I'm like, oh my God, like she sounds so familiar. Who is that? Kirsten Dunst. Wow. Giving like an expert level voice acting performance when she was like 12. Yeah, I mean, expect nothing less from the greatest. From the greatest. <laughs> really, truly. She was like 12 when they did that and was like, um, Phil Hartman plays the little cat. Like, God, like this is the thing. Miyazaki films, the English dubs are fantastic because there's a lot of like, you know, with Japanese animation, with anime, it's like there are purists who are like, no, you only listen to the Japanese original audio. Like, that's the way to consume it. And like the dubs are sometimes like completely bastardized. But like all the Miyazaki films have a consistent like quality in terms of like the 
American slash English actors that they cast. Yeah. Was it in English? Was Boy it the was, Heron in English? It was. Oh, great. And Robert Pattinson played the Heron. Oh, yes. And it was a voice I have never, I would never, if, had you told me to guess, basically Willem Dafoe is also in this and I would have guessed that he was playing the Heron right, and right. maybe other roles because of just the vocal quality of the performance. But I never would have guessed this was Robert Pattinson. Willem Dafoe is like really great in the movie and scary. And Gemma Chan is in it. Right. And it really did. It had like an iconic voice cast. And I was blown away that that was Robert Pattinson. But Robert is. Pattinson is in He's in his art bag. Well, he is. He has a way with voice and dialect and like mm. him in Good Time. Did you ever see Good Time? That Safety Brothers movie? No, I didn't see it. He does like fucking New Yorker. Like he does yeah. that. <laughs> but he does it so well that I'm just like. That was when I was like, oh, this guy can like really drop into yeah. anything, like any timbre. I mean, who knew that the cast of Twilight would give such thespians? But also, you know, it's almost like Riverdale with Charles Melton. Like, you can't be writing these people out. Never. writing these people off, rather, because they do these projects that like they just so happen to be like, I guess, attractive and charismatic enough to book when they were younger. Like, of course, that's of course, totally. that's going to make a there's going to be a certain ripeness there for that person to cultivate talent and then become a movie star because there was already something about them. Like, you know who else I'm obsessed with? Lily Reinhardt from Riverdale. Oh, yeah. And she was uh-huh. such fucking great in Hustlers. Uh-huh. I love her. I can't wait to see what she does. Kiki. Kiki. <laughs> well, this is the thing. Like back in the day, it was like Michelle Williams, the teen. Yeah. The teen sort of like coterie to like prestige pipeline was like very, there was no blueprint for it. It was just like Michelle Williams was like the first one that was like, oh, wow. Like you can really. Yes. Super prestige. Like parlay that. And then, yeah, this is, but like it's it's happening more and more, which is kind of cool. Well, I was watching like the interviews, like uh, Natalie Portman and Julianne Moore have been doing a bunch of let me just say, delightful interviews uh, on the May-December. They're wonderful together. I yeah, love they're so great. And um, I didn't realize that I guess Julianne Moore started on As the World Turns playing twins. And one of the twins that she was playing was on trial for murder, but she didn't remember committing it because she had amnesia. And then it was revealed that she did not commit the murder. <sighs> and I was like, if you could think of a more soap opera ass storyline than that, raise your hand. I'm ready to call on you, third grader, because it's time for you to start writing because this was iconic. And honestly, that should be where the morning show season four goes yes. next year. I want to see full on long lost twin murderer amnesia on trial. Well, that's every trope. That's every trope in soaps. Yeah, truly. Twins, amnesia, murder, you know? Yeah. And Julianne Moore would then become Julianne Moore after it, okay? That's the thing. Soap acting is so specific and difficult. And, like, it was, like, the place people would book their first jobs. Like, like Lisa Rinna does a very good job in that space. You cannot deny. Yeah. You know? That's her mode as a performer. Is right. on 10, committed, and selling it. You know what yes. I mean? Like, that's yeah. what Lisa Rinna is going to do is sell it, okay? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm trying to think of other like, oh, I remember when I was little, like my mom was obsessed with all my children and my mom was. Yeah, we've talked about this. Our our moms loved all my children. Josh Dumel was on it. Mm -hmm. Sarah Michelle Gellar played Erica Kane's daughter, Kendall. Mm -hmm. And that was where she got her start. I mean, famously, I guess Margot Robbie was a soap star in Australia. I believe like 
Oh God, I, I almost said Kylie Minogue, but I think I was just on my Australia tip, but she might've done soaps in Australia too when she was younger. All the gays in LA went to go see Kylie Minogue. Kylie. For Chris Schleicher's birthday. And they said it was absolutely stunning. And I said, of Kylie, course. that's someone That's someone we got to go pay respects to. Oh my God. That woman fucking sired me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Would you say it was a combination, a tag team of her and Celine Dion, which made Bo and Yang? Yes. Well, Kylie, I like came to when I was really, oh my God, I was, I had a dance dance revolution DDR <laughs> phase. Me you too, had no actually. idea. No, but this is the thing. My mom would be at Costco <laughs> at the Park Meadows Mall. And then I'd be like, mom, I'm going across the street to Best Buy. And I would go to Best Buy. <laughs> Where they had a DDR. Where at the center of the store, there was a giant TV, a PS2, and two GDR dance pads. It was like a fucking amphitheater. No, it was like a coliseum. Like wow. just three, six people would start to gather around me and this like 30-year-old girl, like goth girl, who would <laughs> it was her and this like scrawny Asian 14-year-old boy. Fucking Slaying. Slaying, fucking throwing arms and elbows and legs and knees and feet around to every fucking trash techno song from that era. But there was a song called Love at First Sight. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I can't get you out of my head. I was like, I, I heard it. was I, love at first sight. And I was like, who is this woman? <laughs> and then thus began my obsession with Kylie Minogue. You've said that so many times. That is an iconic Bowen line. Who, Who is, is this, this woman? That is something you've said That's many times. That's the cis gay male experience is asking, <laughs> Who is, Who this, is woman? this woman? <laughs> That's actually real culture number 40. The, the gay, gay male experience, experience is asking, Who, Who is, is this, this woman? woman? Title of episode, Who is this woman? Should the title be, Who is this woman or Slay with your friends? Slay with your friends. <laughs> the tree <laughs> the tree oh my god yeah well she looked amazing apparently she was amazing the venue that she performs in in vegas is like really cool uh-huh very intimate and she goes right up into the crowd and goes right next to the tables and like it's sort of like up close with kylie up close and personal with kylie minog kylie i love that we have to see her i have so much vegas ketchup to play Oh my God. The fact that you've not yet seen Adele, I would so go with you again next year. I would go see, oh my God, you'd miss Kelly too. Oh I know. My God. I miss, I, I have not been since like 2007. You know what we need to do? And it's dangerous to say, let's be there for more than three days, but we need to figure out a way that we can see at least two in a weekend. And one of them might have to be Katie. Tina. Ex Tina. Oh, 1000%. Katie's done. Katie's cooking. I know Vegas. Katie's She's, done. She hang up the cherries and the lemons or whatever the hell goes on. Right, right. The toilet paper. Yeah. I need to go see Kylie for sure. Yeah. My deepest lifelong regret is never seeing Celine in Vegas. That's 100% one of my greatest regrets, too. Do you remember that we had tickets to see her in Madison Square Garden and then we didn't go? Oh, do you remember this? Like, this was like, what, like 2019? No, I remember, but I think I like blocked that out because of the yeah. shame. Yeah, because of what a horrible memory it is. This woman may never sing again. Oh my, I can't think of it. I can't talk about it. Oh, no, 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 no. That's why I always say, see the legends while you can. Go, go see her. You're going to hate me. 
What? They invited me to go see Madonna on Thursday. And then yesterday I was talking, they invited like me and a couple of people from work and I was talking to Ego about it. And I was like, I don't know what the vibe is. Like Thursday nights, like, I yeah, think. Yeah, it's hard to I, say yes. Like we're all, like, again, this is not me complaining about, you know, work. It's a tough part of the week. It's a tough part of the week, but and like also it's the third show. It's Christmas. We've only had like one week long breaks. Like no, everyone's yeah. a little cooked. Yeah, totally. Uh, at SNL at the moment. And so we're just like, I don't think this is the time to do it. And so I pulled out, but I, I was going to a little box and see it, but I don't think I can, I don't think I have it in me, but it's magic. And it's like, this is the last time. I think Ugh. that you have to, you have to really consider that but also like you don't want to be fucking exhausted on friday and saturday and also if you're gonna go see madge you gotta go all the way in totally you gotta go madge there's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of bubbly bubbly burst refreshing bubbles colorful bottles and playful smiles galore bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible and with no added sugar and low calories there's a lot to smile about each sip adds a burst of fun to your day i don't know about you matt but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand, temp to hire, part time, or full time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job has got a worker for that. With their easy to use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. Visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. You know, but one of the toughest things about decorating my apartment has been getting things framed. Finding a place that will custom frame all my beautiful art pieces that I have without breaking the bank has been close to impossible. But then I found FrameBridge. I found FrameBridge too. FrameBridge makes it easy to get anything framed at an affordable price. Easily order online at framebridge.com or visit a FrameBridge retail store. Upload a digital photo for them to print and mail your item using their free, secure, prepaid packaging. Or visit one of their 20 plus retail stores. FrameBridge custom frames your piece in their studio using the highest quality materials and ships it to your door in days for free. I love going into the brick and mortar locations. I've got one here in Brooklyn and they're so sweet. They can give you inspiration for where you want to get framed, I went in and I was like, I'm going to get my Chromatica ball bracelet framed. And they helped me. Oh my God, I'm so excited. I have so many memories I need framed and put upon the wall. And uh, they have a curated selection of frame styles with design experts right on hand who make it fun to choose the perfect frame for you. See why FrameBridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit FrameBridge.com or a local FrameBridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything. That's FrameBridge.com. Nicki Minaj, Pink Friday 2 World Tour, oh, oh. March 30th in New York, MSG. 
That's an interesting thought. That's interesting, an interesting thought, thought right there. What are your thoughts on the album? I don't know that it necessarily should have. I think it's a you know it's an obvious sort of like marketing thing to call it a sequel to Pink Friday in right. any way. Right. High highs, low lows. I was gonna say those exact yeah. same thing. High highs, low lows, which makes it feel like Queen in a way, and I feel like Queen has aged okay. It doesn't sit up there with like her best stuff, which again, like as otherwise, like her mixtapes and her the Pink Friday sort of like series in terms of like Pink Friday, Roman's Revenge, Roman Reloaded, and Pink Print. Yeah, I would say that. I was really excited when Barbie Dangerous started. I was like, yeah. oh, here we go. I was yeah. like, I was like, this is where we're starting. I'm really, really excited. And then I didn't really get excited again. But through throughout, I was like, oh, this is moments. And then I don't know. I I did I did find myself like gravitating more towards like Fuck the Club Up. Yeah. I, I really liked Cowgirl. Cowgirl's great. I get that everybody is probably gonna be a huge hit. I, you know, like, I don't know. But I, I guess like I was just I was waiting for something a little bit more high impact and a little bit more original. I guess that's what I liked about Queen and the Pink Print is it felt like they were something different. Yeah. And now it's like Pink Friday too. Like I understand that we're doing a sequel to Pink Friday, but I think the fact that like then in and of itself, like isn't inherently completely original kind of takes something from it for me. And also like when you call something a sequel, like Pink Friday too, like you have to then, you are then like presenting it in the shadow of Pink Friday, yeah. which is such a fucking moment and was such an original burst of like yeah. this new talent and all this new, like, you know, something we hadn't seen before this like pop fused hip hop, like supernova that she was like, that's all here, but I'm missing the moments in the album where I'm like, Whoa, like this feels brand new and this feels like really exciting and different for her. And I'm, I'm like, but definitely her talent is on display. I'm like, I enjoy listening to it. I just wonder if it's too long. And I wonder if we could have just packaged it a little bit differently and we might like it more. Cause it wouldn't feel like, you know, in the shadow of its predecessor. But also I do agree that it is obviously a marketing thing. And I do think the marketing thing worked totally. because everyone knows this album is out. You know what I mean? Like in presenting it like this, like you do like sort of harken back to a monoculture ish type thing, which was pink Friday. You know what I mean? Like everyone knows the pink thing with Nikki, like right. the empire state building can be lit up pink and we get why. Was it lit up pink for that? It was. Oh, that's amazing. It was. Um, I mean, Gag City is like the best. <laughs> no, it, it, it's it's actually like the most impressive, amazing grassroots fan marketing campaign ever. I like, love it. Like I love Gag City. I know. I love Gag City so much. But like, yeah, I guess that's what's sort of buoying this album for now. And like, who knows? In a few months, like what we'll be talking about in terms of this album. I do think everybody will probably be a single. I think Pink Friday Girls yeah, is they'll be hits. They'll be they'll be huge hits. I just um, I think I can't tell. Am I crazy? I'm like the thing of Pink Friday wasn't that it was all samples. Like every song is a sample here, which there's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't cheapen anything. But but to your point, it's like it it also kind of like is another degree of separation away from any kind of original feeling novelty sort of thing we get from this kind of album from, yeah. her, from her big return what do you think of the billy sample that opens the album i was so shocked like i pressed play on the album and i was like wait 
are you wait really this like that was, I did not know that's where we'd be starting. I know me neither. Yeah. I, I was like, cool. Like it like got, it, like it like got me to pay attention. I was like, oh, that's what, a, that's a big swing, but great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to continue to be spinning her and we'll see if she uh, lights me up anymore. Okay. But, I mean, you know, I did, I did like last time that I saw you, it's buried all the way at the end of the album. No. Like at one point I looked at the track list. I was like, okay, how far away am I from this being over? Which probably is not a great sign, yeah. but I couldn't believe how long the album was. I was like, whoa, we had no qualms about making this longest album in the world, huh? Right. Girl, I have to confess something. What are you confessing? Uh, a song that I'm currently obsessed with. What is she? Loving on Me by Jack Harlow. I'm like, <gasps> this is a fucking... Are you one of his girls? This is a fucking Slayer hit. I'm one of his girls. Also, lovely host... When he hosted last mm. season, very funny person. Um, I just never thought that like I would be like one of his girls. Yeah, you know? I never saw that for you either. Yeah, but I think like I think that you'd be a Jack Harlow. I like this song a lot, and it's the perfect. It is like so indicative of this time in music, where it's like it's two minutes, it's a sample, it's whatever. I'm, but I'm just like. You know what? It's whatever. I'm going. On, I'm going. Repeat on this. It's easy to repeat because it's so short. <laughs> and I'm really. I'm. I think I'm really contributing to the streams. But so is the rest of the world. Um. Well, listen. I support you and all your musical tastes and endeavors. Everyone, get out there and see films. Listen to music. You know, get out there and experience culture. Get out there and see me on tour. You must see Matt on tour. Sneak in that see, in there. See the legends while you can. See the legends while you can, because one day I won't be performing anymore. Huh, perish the okay. thought. Um, it's time for I Don't Think So, Honey. What do you think? Uh, I think so. Oh, really quickly. I'm sure I'm not yeah. the only person to say this, but you, you know how, how on Spotify, if you play a Taylor Swift song, there's that six-pointed star that's on the, the bar? No. Oh, you didn't notice this? If you, what? 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 What are you talking about? If you go on, unless you didn't update your app, if you go on Spotify, play any uh-huh. Taylor song. Okay, I'm playing "Cruel Summer." Okay, now look at now look at the thing. Oh, on your phone. Okay, what am I supposed to see? Look at the the time bar. Is it a circle or is it a star? It's a circle. Oh, never mind. You must not have updated your app. Okay. What does the star mean? Okay, hold on. I'll show. I'll show you the star. Is it just because it's Taylor and she's being a little frisky? Well, or is it a? Hint? I, I think it's a clue. Um, everyone thinks so. I'm, I'm obviously not the. Okay, so do you see that little star on yeah. the bar? What is she trying to tell us? It's a six-pointed star. Okay. And what's her sixth album? Reputation. What is going on? I think we're gonna find it's out. Coming. It's coming. I think Rep TV is coming. Girl. And she called it, what did she call it in that interview? She, well, she was Times Person of the Year, and she called it a goth punk moment of female rage against a system that is gaslighting by an entire social structure. I was like, wow, you, uh, she has never failed to deliver with her insane sound bites. I would very much like to be excluded from this narrative. And now this. But when, Woo, when, we she, love it. when she said that, I'm like, this girl. You know this girl is like, damn, I wish I went to college. Damn, I wish I took a Conversations of the West Humanities class. Oh, no. Taylor Swift is Northwestern coded, uh, if I've ever seen it. Honestly, no. no she's she's, she's, she's she, Ivy League girl. She's Ivy League girl. Or I think there's a reason why she chose NYU to do her um, commencement speech. 
I think she would have been an, an NYU. You think that she would have been an NYU girl? <laughs> I don't know. I no. I see Taylor Swift on a campus. I see her like uh-huh. on a like. <laughs> I see her at like Stanford. Oh wow! <laughs> Not Stanford, Princeton, Princeton. No Taylor Swift. Princeton. Princeton values. Or she's Dartmouth. She's she's giving Shonda Rhimes, Meredith Grey down. Anyway, okay. This is I don't think so. Any where we take one minute to rail against something in culture. Yeah. This is Matt Rogers. I don't think so, honey. Are you ready? Yeah, I am. Time starts now. I don't think so, honey. People being all in a fluffle, in a kerfluffle, about me and Joy Behar on The View uh, when I said that she was barefoot on a plane. So many people picked this up and acted like I had spit in the woman's face uh, uh, and that she had disinvited me from the show forever. It was a lighthearted thing. Her being barefoot was in my pre-interview. It was going to happen. Like, it was a funny moment where I said, Joy, you were barefoot on a plane and I saw you. And she said, shut up. Seconds. Don't tell them that. And then it was lighthearted and she laughed about it. And she said, you outed me. And I said, Joy, you were not shy about it. Your feet were up and out and they were beautiful. She said, I do have pretty feet. It was a lighthearted <laughs> moment. And you can't trust these medias because no. they will make something seconds. out of nothing. Like they made it seem like it was like an animosity moment. It was not. I had a lovely time at The View. It was um, wish fulfillment for me to be in that studio with those iconic women. And when Whoopi said, you have to come back, that was a dream moment. I don't think so, honey. Anything other than that qualifies as a dream moment my entire time at The View. That's one minute. 1,000%. If you watch it, if you actually take the time to watch it, it was playfully, you know, facetiously done between both of you. (laughs) And I have to say, her feet were beautiful. Perfectly polished nails. Red nails. Yeah, you were a witness to it. You, They were absolutely stunning. Yep. I just do feel like I don't think so, honey, bare feet on a plane because as someone who is a survivor of athlete's foot, which I'm open about on this podcast, I think we have to be considerate and careful when it comes to what our feet are capable of. Mm-hmm. 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 That's really all I have to say about it. Do you think your athlete's foot made my fingers start to peel? Were you touching my feet, Bowen? No, but you're, you showed me your athlete's foot pretty close to my face. Excuse me. I don't like the insinuation here. What's I the think insinuation? That you're being, I think that you're trying to say that I was inconsiderate in your home and was spreading my fungal. I'm not saying you meant to spread your fungal, but I'm saying there's a possibility that your fungal t- made are contact your, with my hand. Are your hands itching? No. Okay, well then, then you should just take it up with your derm, Okay. Because I don't think I have anything to do with it, sweetie. Okay. It looks like you need to uh, handle yourself. Oh, govern your ass. Govern your ass. <laughs> Slay with your friends. More like pay for your sins. Okay. All right. This is Bowen Yanks. I don't think so, honey. I can tell he's so ready. And his time starts now. I don't think so, honey. Sometimes the Stanley Cup don't be keeping your drinks cool long enough. This is oh. my struggle. I, I, I don't mean to bite the hand that feeds because they did give me one for free and I'm so grateful, but I did not ask to be given that. And I and there was no agreement that I would, you know, endorse it. And so my review is that sometimes it's catching a lot of fingerprints and it's not keeping the drinks cold and the top collects a lot of dust. So Stanley, I only want success for you. And you are now an iconic Brand, you don't need my input. I doubt you'll even take this opinion to heart, but 
I think there's always room for improvement in, e- in everything in life. And God knows I have plenty of things to improve upon myself. But I think I would really thrive if the insulation was seconds. 24 hours for cold drinks, 12 hours for hot. That would be an amazing sleigh. And that's one minute. And my comment on this is I've only had an incredible experience with all Stanley products. I look forward to I have to be uh, honest. enjoying them more in the future. I have to be honest. And I love, <laughs> I only say this because I care. Did I? No, I know. You are the realist. Well the, well, the reason I keep drinking from it is because the handle and it's so aesthetically beautiful. Yeah, it really is. I, I will say, I don't know if that black one is my favorite one. The one that you're drinking out of right now, this is not my favorite one. Like, I like one, the ones with more of the colors. Like, I have one that is like a reddish brown mm-hmm. that is so chic yeah. that it is, it is the culture that made me say culture was for me. Oh my God. Yeah. So that's high. <sighs> and then I have a light blue one, which is stunning. And that was the culture that made you say, stunning. That was the culture that first made me say stunning. It was the culture that made me say, I can slay with a drink. And we've been slaying with our friends all this episode long. It's been a culture catch up. We talked about the boy and the heron. We talked about... um, Um, Yeah. (laughs) The Golden Globes. The Golden Globes were touched on. Yes. And, you know, we got to know each other a little bit better. And that's always a treat. Always a treat to eat. All right. Well, we end every episode of this podcast, Last Culture Resource, with a song. Knew I was a robber. First time that he saw me. First time that he me. saw me. up and never <laughs> saying sorry. But if I'm a ghost, I'm in the island. Remember to an island. And... <laughs> And he could be my jailer. Burton to the This is a song from Reputation, which TV is coming very soon. If we have the Spotify six star thing to go by. Bye. Bye. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get Titanique, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. Some say Titanic is the best gay nightclub in the city, and those people are me. And me. So set sail with this cookie crazy off-Broadway hit and get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms.